Welcome to my world, where it's natural, supernatural. I just love that rarefied air of heaven, don't you? I'm going to teach you how to communicate the Messiah with Jewish people. And what you don't understand is when you do this, it's going to open up a door of blessing to your own family where many of them are going to come to know the Messiah. I promise you this. When you learn how to communicate the Messiah with Jewish people, you will probably for the first time in your life really learn how to communicate the Messiah with all people. Is there a supernatural dimension? A world beyond the one we know? Is there life after death? Do angels exist? Can our dreams contain messages from heaven? Can we tap into ancient secrets of the supernatural? Are healing miracles real? Sid Roth has spent over 35 years researching the strange world of the supernatural. Join Sid for this edition of It's Supernatural. When I was a young Jewish believer in the Messiah, I was involved in starting something I had no idea. A few of us, we knew nothing, but we felt we wanted a congregation for Jewish people where it would be what we were used to, what we were raised with in the synagogue. And so we started one of the first modern Messianic Jewish congregations in America. And uh, shortly I realized I, I was the leader at the time. I knew nothing. So we got a wonderful Messianic Jewish rabbi that did something unusual. He proved that Jesus was the Jewish Messiah and never used the New Testament. He always spoke from the Jewish scriptures, the Old Covenant. Now, my wife was uh, raised Southern Baptist, got to college, atheistic professors, and that whatever faith she had, zip, <laughs> out the door. She never called herself an atheist, uh, just in case. Uh, she called herself an agnostic. She was a. She had a little. Maybe there is a God. I'm not going to call myself an atheist. Well, when we got married, I insisted she convert to Orthodox Judaism. So you might say she was a Southern Baptist agnostic Orthodox Jew, <laughs> right? <laughs> but kicking and screaming. She would go to our Messianic Jewish congregation and she would hear something that was taken for granted among Gentile Christians. You believe because your parents believe. You believe because uh, you've been told that since you were so little. Then what happens when you get to college and into the world, uh, you, you have all this doubt that comes and surfaces, and you're surrounded with doubt and unbelief. Uh, and, and so 
she heard for the first time why the Bible is from God. It's not a given. You have to understand why the Bible is from God, because if it's not from God, then there is no foundation in Judaism or Christianity or anything else. Then that same Bible proves there are predictions in it called prophecies that Jesus is the Messiah. And she came to a point where one day she said, I have no choice. I have to believe. Now, when I got saved, I was fairly prominent. There was an article in a major Washington, D.C. newspaper. And I have to tell you, coming from an Orthodox Jewish background, my father was horrified that, number one, I was a believer in the Messiah, Jesus, and number two, I was outspoken about it. But one day he said, okay, I want you to tell me why Jesus is the Messiah. And I said, oh, I've been waiting for this day for so long. And I have to tell you, I was praying that he would come to know the Messiah. My mother, who loved me, would try to protect me, you know, the good Jewish mothers. And she said, your dad will never become a believer in that Jesus. She, she just didn't want me to be let, da- let down, you know? And I said to her, I remember saying to her, you're wrong. He will. You know why? I had been saying it for so long that I began to believe it. There was no evidence to my natural eyes. None, if you knew my dad, None whatsoever. Well, Orthodox Jew born in Poland uh, saw the, you know, everything that Hitler did, and, you know, the, the whole nine yards. No, no way he was going to believe. But something in me said, I know my father's going to be a believer in the Messiah. So I got a Tanakh. That's a Jewish copy of the Jewish scriptures. And the Tanakh is the same as a Christian Old Testament, except the books are in a slightly different order, and the verses could be one one ahead or one behind. Otherwise, it's virtually the same as a uh, Christian Old Testament. And I said, Dad, did you know there are predictions about our Jewish people and that there are thousands of them, past, present, and future of the Jewish people, and they've all come true? I mean, to the decimal point, he said, no, I didn't know that. I said, here, well, let let me show you a few of them. God said in Deuteronomy 28, we would be the most blessed people on the face of this earth if we would follow Moses in the Torah. But if not, we would lose our temple. We did. We would lose our city, Jerusalem. We did. We'd be scattered to the four corners of the earth. We were. Whatever country we would go to, we would be persecuted in. We were. You see how precise and specific this is? But there's more, and I'll be right back in a moment. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural! For he himself is our peace, who has made both Jew and Gentile into one, and broke down the barrier of the dividing wall. His purpose was to create in himself, to create in himself, 
His purpose was to create one new man. One new man. One new man. Один новый человек. The Adam Hadash Echad. One new man. We now return to It's Supernatural. So, I was explaining to you, Deuteronomy said, if we'd follow God, we'd be the most blessed people on the face of this earth. If we did not follow Him, whatever country we would go to, we'd lose our homeland, our temple, our only means of being right with God. And wherever we'd go, it'd eventually turn on us. This all happened to the decimal point. But God said, even though this would be going on, I'm going to do a sign that will confound the world. As long as there's a sun and moon and stars, there'll be a fifth. Someone's just neck has just been healed and back has just been healed. As long as there is a sun and moon and stars, there will be a physical Jew on the face of this earth. Now, you would think that after 2,000 years of this Mishagash, the world trying to kill us because we're Jews, that every Jew in the world would have either assimilated or died, and there'd be no physical Jew. Logic, not our own country, not our temple, not, none of this. You, there's no logical explanation that a Jew still survives but God, unless there is a sun and a moon and stars that disappeared, then you won't see a Jew. You see how easy it would have been to disprove the Bible? On the other hand, that's enough for you to believe the Bible. Then God says to his prophet Isaiah, shall a nation be born in one day at once? And then God says in Isaiah chapter 11, verse 12, he's going to present a miracle banner to the world to grab your attention. This is what he says. God will, he will set up a banner for the nations and will assemble the outcasts of Israel and gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. We have seen that on May 14, 1948, against impossible odds. Israel became a nation in one day, and the Jews from the four corners of the earth were still kept, not assimilated, were still Jews, and regathered to their homeland, Israel. That's our God. But then when we got back, we bumped into four major wars. Uh, we, had, we didn't have money, we didn't have ammunition, we barely had clothing. We came from Europe with the clothing on our back, and we were outnumbered. Twenty Arab nations declared war against us with 140 million Arabs with petrodollars armed to their teeth, no explanation for the survival of Israel. But God is real. God is real. God is real. Then, when we get back, that waste desert, Mark Twain went there. He said, I don't know why they fight over this place. It's such a God-forsaken, barren wilderness. Uh, uh, but when we got back, God's Word came into play again. Isaiah chapter 35, verse 1. The wilderness and the wasteland shall be glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. 
when we returned, did you know Israel today can grow vegetation in the desert? How did Isaiah know about the atomic distillation of seawater and the agricultural miracles that Israel has accomplished in this land? Speaking about the desert blossoming as a rose, did you know Israel is the third largest exporter of cut flowers in the world? Look how precise God's Word is. Then he said, the waste cities that were just totally flattened, they're going to be restored. The desert will come back and bloom like a rose. The waste cities are going to come back. And have you seen Tel Aviv and Jerusalem? These are modern cities. But God says, I will bring that back, the captives of my people Israel, and they shall build the waste cities and inhabit them. And then he says, even the Jews from the north. You know what's directly north of Israel? Moscow, Russia. The Jews from the north will return to Israel. One of the greatest exoduses we've had in modern times were the Russian Jews coming back to Israel. And by the way, if you think these were written after the fact, we have the Dead Sea Scrolls. No one has tampered with these are predictions by God, and they have come true to the decimal point. And just as God had a plan for the Jewish people, He has a plan for the Messiah, because He wants to restore us to the Adamic nature. Do you know, do you know what life Adam had? He wasn't afraid of anything. He wasn't ashamed of anything. God wants to return us to that. Now, we Jewish people had a free pass for many years. You know what it was? A temple, an animal sacrifice, an animal would die in our place, and our sins would be covered. But then we lost the temple, and so we had to develop a new religion called rabbinic Judaism because we didn't have the temple under biblical Judaism. But God had a plan, Leviticus 17:11, for the life or the soul, the very essence of a human, is in the blood. For, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that makes atonement for your soul. You know, in Passover, we Jewish people would put blood on the doorpost because the blood atones for your sins. And the angel of death, that's where Passover came from, angel of death would pass over our homes if he saw the blood on the doorpost. If you lived in Egypt and Moshe Rabbeinu says, I want you to kill a lamb and I want you to put the blood on your doorpost, you say, oh, I don't like blood. I don't want to do that. You would have died. Your firstborn would have died. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. And the blood is a shadow of the blood. Be right back. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural. Many viewers report testimonies of miracles, signs and wonders, and healings as a result of watching It's Supernatural. I'm 14 years old. 
This morning, I watched It's Supernatural about angels and warmth poured on me. It made me cry. God healed me of stage four inoperable cancer. It is a real blessing to have It's Supernatural to watch each week. If you've been touched through watching It's Supernatural, share your testimony at sidroth.org forward slash praise. We now return to It's Supernatural. So I'm talking to my Orthodox Jewish father. I'm telling him why the Bible is really from God. And then I'm saying to him, did you know, Dad, the Torah says clearly that the animal sacrifices will not stop until the Messiah comes. Yeah, in Daniel 9.26, the Messiah, or it says the anointed one, that's what Mashiach means, shall be cut off, that's die, but not for himself, it's very important. And the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. In 70 AD, the prince Titus and his Roman legions did exactly what Daniel prophesied. And this would inaugurate what Jeremiah 31, verse 31 through 34 says, the new covenant. This new covenant is an amazing covenant in which God says, I'm going to put the Torah inside of you, and you will know God, not know about God, know God. It's the most wonderful thing. Jeremiah says, you under this Brit Hadashah, this new covenant, because the temple's destroyed, you either have to say your, your sins are not atoned for, because without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sin. Or you have to say, Messiah has come. Those are your only two options. And the Messiah not only will allow you to know God, but he says, I will not just cover your sins under this new covenant. I, God, this is what it says in Jeremiah, will remember your sins no more. Pretty cool. I like that. I might remember them. But God says, they don't exist. In my realm, that's why I can live inside of you and I can come to know you. Well, how can you know who the Messiah is? Big question. Ancient rabbis had a good thought. Modern rabbis, I don't know too much about. The ancient rabbis, they saw predictions that when the Messiah comes, there'll be peace on earth. They called him Messiah Ben David. Then they saw other predictions that said when the Messiah comes, he'll be like Joseph. They called him Messiah ben Joseph. Joseph was betrayed by his own Jewish brothers. Joseph was sold for a few pieces of silver. Joseph was put in a pit and left for dead. Everyone thought he was dead. His father thought he was dead. But he really rose to power to be the savior of the Jewish people. So they said two messiahs. They were almost right. How about one messiah, two appearances? How can we have peace on earth? Because that's what the messiah is supposed to bring. If there's a messiah for the Jews, a messiah for the Muslims, a messiah for the Christians. We're not going to make it with three messiahs. How about one, one God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob for the whole world? And how about one Messiah, the Jew, Jesus, for the whole world? 
I want applause on that too. Come on, give me a break. <laughs> Moses said, since we Jewish people wouldn't follow him, God would raise up another leader who would be greater than him. Why greater? Because the Torah says we must follow this one because God's word will be inside his human body. That's what it says in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 17 and 18. He says, and the Lord said to me, what they have spoken is good. I will raise up for them a prophet like you, like Moses, from among their brethren, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all I command, and it shall be that whoever will not hear my words, which he speaks in my name, I will require it of him. There are over 300 specific predictions of Messiah. Let me just tell you a couple. Every one, every one, every one has come to, every one. You know, I don't think it's possible to not believe Jesus is the Jewish Messiah if you think for yourself and have all the facts. It's not possible to not realize that he is the Messiah. Not possible. Micah said he'd be born in Bethlehem of Judea. Five Bethlehems at the time Jesus was born. He just happened to be born in Bethlehem of Judea. Isaiah said he'd be, there'd be a miracle sign on the world, 714. A virgin shall conceive. If it was a young woman, that wouldn't be a miracle. That's normal. And this child will be called Emmanuel. God is with us. Now, this Messiah would be from the ancestry of King David, and the Gentiles would follow him, Isaiah said. In that day there shall be a root of Jesse, that's David's father, who shall stand as a banner to the people, and the Gentiles will seek him. Well, what Messiah did the Gentiles follow? Jesus. <laughs> it's pretty clear. He would be, Zechariah 11:13 says he'd be betrayed for 30 pieces of silver. You know how many pieces of silver he was betrayed for? 30 pieces of silver. And listen to this. The silver, it's, Zechariah said, would be thrown into the house of the Lord, the temple, and it would be for potters, it would be, uh, let me read this exact. It's, he says, and the Lord said to me, throw it to the potter. Guess where he was buried? Potter's field. How can you get, he would die by crucifixion before they even knew about crucifixion. Listen to Psalm 22. My life is poured out like water. All my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax melting within me. My strength is dried up like a sun-baked clay. My tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. It says in Psalm 22, they would divide his garments by gambling. That's exactly what happened. He would come before the destruction of the second temple. And in Isaiah 53, who's going to believe the report of the prophets? All we like sheep have gone astray. We've all turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. You read that sometime. Dad, it's so important. I was talking to my dad. It's so important you believe in the Messiah. Why? Because Daniel, the 12th chapter, says, those that are buried in the dust, some shall rise to everlasting life and some 
to everlasting condemnation. Everlasting is a pretty long time, you know? So choose. This is what I want you to do. I want you to ask God if Jesus is the Jewish Messiah and say this prayer with me out loud. Do this right now, out loud. Dear God, God, I'm a sinner sinner. against you, you. and you alone have I sinned. And I'm so sorry. sorry. I believe believe the blood of Jesus Jesus washes away my sins, sins. and Jesus is my Lord. Lord. Amen. Amen. You did it. The Supernatural Mentoring Kit is finally here. It's a treasure chest of life-changing resources. It's been assembled prayed over to help you fulfill your God-given destiny on earth. Hello, this is Sid Roth. I want to mentor you in the supernatural. You see, my heart's desire is to help you walk under an open heaven where God's supernatural favor, His blessings, His health, His biblical prosperity, and His vision for your life, they'll be normal. In the months ahead, I want to help you fulfill your destiny and your purpose on earth. Call now and get this one-of-a-kind mentoring kit from Sid Roth's School of the Supernatural. Never before has any ministry offered something like this to their monthly partners. When you open the box, you're going to immediately see a special message from me, welcoming you as a monthly partner with my prayer for you to begin unlocking the door to the supernatural. You will receive this authentic Jewish mezuzah specially designed for our monthly partners. Inside are special prayers to unlock God's blessings for you and your loved ones. Also inside is a microfiche containing millions of names of unsaved Jewish families. Place the mezuzah on your doorpost or in a prominent place. Use it as a point of contact as you pray for your own needs and for the salvation of millions of unsaved Jewish families you are helping to reach with the gospel through your monthly support. You'll get this distinctive Mishpuka mug reminding everyone that you are one of Sid Roth's Mishpuka, a part of the family with a supernatural Jewish heart. Receive 35 powerful healing scripture cards so you can meditate on God's promises for you and your entire family. Open the door to the supernatural and you'll find your first monthly mentoring DVD. It includes a mentoring guide with questions to help you fully absorb the content and for you to write your personal thoughts. You'll hear teaching on subjects including healing, how to receive your breakthrough, how to work with angels, seeing into the glory realm, prophecy, and much more. You'll get a special membership key code that will allow you to access a web link, giving you exclusive access to behind-the-scenes mentoring seminars filmed at our International Media and Mentoring Center. Also included is your first bi-monthly newsletter and so much more. Mishpuka Gold and Halutzin members receive this special DVD, How to Walk in Revival Every Day, plus this daily prayer of cleansing and consecration. Halutzin members receive their own beautiful distinctive mug, plus this beautiful Halutzin menorah pendant and keychain. Don't miss out on getting your own mentoring kit from Sid Roth's School of the Supernatural. You can get this incredible kit with your first gift of only $25 plus $25 shipping and handling. If you sign up using our Angel Express, we'll waive the $25 shipping fee. Call or you can send your check for $50 to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number P9013N or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Next week on It's Supernatural. I'm addicted to the rarefied air of heaven. I want more and more, and I want you to have more and more. My guest has uncovered an amazing 
cover-up by our government, by the Smithsonian Institution, to hide the evidence that Darwinism is a phony. And he's going to expose it to you because it's about time this evidence is presented to our society.